0: I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. No, no, no. This is going to be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I will bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the back. And the video's in the house tonight. All right, right, three, two. Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member mapsmoneyball.com MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co contributor at On a he's won three out of his last four games, too. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: Dirk Nowitzki, man. Mm. What a sweet, vintage performance by none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Dirk Nowitzki. It's fun, man. It's super fun. I honestly got chills tonight. Call me weird, but I actually got a little chills. It's not weird at all. I just, we haven't had this moment. Like everybody, he's been everybody's joke board this season, uh, especially outside of the Mavs and like, oh, he's old and all this stuff. And just a vintage performance for him in Madison Square Garden. It was so amazing.
0: In MSG, man.
1: The Garden. It it the beginning of Luca. It felt like it was like his first game in Staples. You know when he started. Yeah. You know, he, it was like he had the chitters. He launched at three and it was an air ball and and all that stuff. But I mean, Dirk, you just can't praise Dirk enough for twenty first season, <laughs> over forty years old. Like it's 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 insane. He's been doing
0: this for two two decades, man. Yes, he's like hey, come here, kid. Uh, let me tell you about MSG. What's your name? I mean, Kadam? Kadam Cadum Aline?
1: Wait, well, yeah, I was jo- I was joking about dirt. It's, I mean, uh, Luca. It's like, Luca, come here. I've been playing in MSG since you- before you were born, so
0: it's true. It's honestly true that's a real <laughs> statement that can be made.
1: <laughs> that's something like, I don't know, like your grandpa or something would tell you like Come here, boy. I've been uh, chopping wood since, <laughs> since you were in the womb. Let
0: me tell you about when I used to play against Allen Houston. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Friggin' Eddie Curry. And <laughs> God, man. Also, well, okay, to, to, today on the podcast, we are going to talk about Dallas Mavericks' 114-90 to win over the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Uh, the Knicks have just given up. You know, you have those friends that have just given up. And you can tell that they're like, you know, they're putting on a lot of weight and, you know, it's just, they don't go out as much and they don't really answer your texts very often. They're just, they just kind of gave up, you know, they're, they're not really trying. They don't dress as well as they used to. Maybe their grades are slipping depending on, you know, what stage of life you're in. Uh, they stop going to church or, you know, just certain things like people just give up on stuff. Yeah.
1: This is where the Knicks are. This is where the Knicks are. Somebody needs to go check up on the Knicks.
0: They ironically played Ennis Cantor for what nine minutes in this game.
1: He got up off the bench and the crowd just went nuts. Like they started cheering. He kissed the court. They were chanting I mean,
0: for him before that. Yeah. They were chanting, "We want Cantor." It's like is this? Uh, is this Willis Reed? No. What is this? Uh, which I do think I I, I Knicks- do. The Knicks fans have to be just—I mean, they're the most most tortured fans right now, right? Yes. Not just the—I mean, they haven't won it. They haven't been relevant since. Uh, I mean, I would say the Patrick, Browns. But but even with the Browns, you don't have these crazy, you know, stories like the Knicks have with, with James Dolan.
1: That's true. This However,
0: <laughs> on Dan Patrick show today, um, oh, I'm gonna mess this up. But whatever. Whatever players for the Saints. I think it's Jordan Cameron or Cameron Jordan. One of the two. I think it's Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan. So Cameron Jordan was on the was on the Dan Patrick Show. He plays for the Saints, right? He's a he's a defensive player for the Saints. He's going to the Pro Bowl again. And he said that on draft night, he was drafted in the first round by the Saints. <laughs> and then the NFL draft is several days long. It's the, the first first day is round one. Second day is round two, three, I think, and then four, five, and... and I don't know, two, three, and four, and then uh, five, six, and seven are the day after that. Yeah. The next day after he gets drafted, the Browns call him and say, hey, we're going to select you in the fourth round. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because they thought it was the other guy. <laughs> is that
1: not just a classic Browns
0: <laughs> story? Yeah, so other than that... Uh, the Browns don't really have the crazy like Charles Oakley getting kicked out of MSG stories, or just the weird stuff that, that Knicks fans have had to, to go through. Uh, just there's just a different, such a tortured fan base.
1: When your owner sucks, and then like you have like coaches and stuff that suck, because like coaches and general managers, you know, they come and go for the most part. But when your owner sucks, that oof, I mean, you're you're kind of stuck in the long haul until he just you know I don't know gets bored and decides to sell it.
0: I mean. Pelicans fans, they they they're in even a weirder situation because their owner died. Yeah, that's just such that's a tough situation just to begin with.
1: Yeah, Pelicans fans, man, you just hold out for Jason Tatum at this point. (laughs) Just hopefully that or Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah, one of those guys, and that that's my well. We've talked for three days about AD, but you can't sell your fan base on any of those Lakers guys.
0: Yeah, you can. You can sell him on Ingram. The game stop. the other night, I think, says that you could sell him on. We stop it. We, yeah, have, because we have. Because he sold dunked on ourselves. Corey Brewer.
1: Hey, let's let's let let's pour one out for that. Congrats, you dunked on a second ten-day guy.
0: Hey, that's NBA champion Corey Brewer to you. I love.
1: So. I love. I love Corey Brewer. I don't. I don't mind Ingram. I'm just saying. I think it. I think it would be a better sell for your fan base if it's Jason Tatum.
0: The thing with Ingram is his trajectory of like improvement and getting development and getting better and wait, wait again. was really stunted when LeBron came because he just doesn't play well with LeBron. He plays well with the ball in his hands. He plays well if he's, you know, the guy kind of running it. And if he went to the Pelicans, he was, he'd be able to do some more of that stuff. Anyway, we've, we've talked too much about this. We've, we've talked too, too much about Anthony Davis the last couple of days. So, all right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's get into this Mavericks versus Knicks game. All right, Isaac. So we kind of mentioned Luca had just a rough start to this game, uh, but I don't think the story of the game was Luca. We talked about Dirk. Obviously, he's kind of the story of the game, like you know the interesting story. But Dennis Smith Jr. Man, triple double. I think he also had kind of a rough start to his game, but really in that second and third quarter, he he turned it on. 15 assists for him. 13 points, 10 boards, 15 assists, man. Um, 15 assists, and I, I tweeted this out. He had. He, tw- he assisted Wes Matthews on all five of his three-point makes tonight. And he assisted Harrison Barnes on four of his six uh, shots around the rim tonight. He, wow. That's that's just what needs to happen for those two guys. If, the, if those two guys are going to be effective, it needs to be a playmaker like Dennis getting them involved and making something happen for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, career high in assists. I mean, with 15 and... You know, He played 28 minutes tonight in the triple-double, and the way he started, I was kind of worried at the beginning. I even texted Nick. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, he, he just had some bad decisions at the very beginning. He had five turnovers in the game, uh, missed all three of his three-pointers, but that, that really wasn't the story. He he just played a very a good overall game, and he made a point. I feel like he made a point to be a playmaker tonight, and um, whether that's a point for his own game, whether that's him showing some other teams, Hey, I can be a playmaker, whatever it is, um, that he, yeah, he had, a, he had a great game tonight.
0: Yeah. So, uh, man, Rick Carlisle, after the game talking about how <laughs> this game proves that, that Dennis and Luca can play together. It's just, it's he, he's just being savage at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, his exact quote true. was, uh, Carlisle on back-to-back triple-doubles by Doncic and, and Dennis Smith Jr. It means they can play together, if you ask me. I don't think quite, I don't, the question's ever been about if, they, if they'll play
1: together, like, right now. That,
0: no, never That's not...
1: It. They've wanted to keep him. They've wanted all this stuff. Uh, it was uh, it was the Smith Jr. camp that was wanting his own squad. So, but
0: that's who he's but, talking to.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not talking to, like... Fans or people that like to tweet, and be like, "Oh, for you people who said that, for you people." Well, um, but yeah,
0: he's talking hey, to yeah. Jay Cole. Is who he's talking to? <laughs> Jay Cole. <laughs> Wasn't he at the game tonight? He was at the game. Yeah. Oh, Jay Cole. You know who was else was at the? Game? You know who else was at the game? Who? Future Maverick Kristaps Porzingis.
1: Yes, he was, and I, I love. I just tweeted out a gif of him and Luca. Him and Luca exchanged like like conversation stuff at halftime. Like, normally that stuff happens at, yeah. like, the end of the game. Well, maybe he was like, hey, uh, I'm
0: getting out of here. I can tell that this is going in, in the bad yeah. direction.
1: <laughs> I ain't going to say stay here for a 30-point loss. Uh, but, yeah, uh, they dabbed up and stuff at halftime. Of course, I just tweeted out just for the because I know what people will do
0: with it. And and everybody's
1: quote-tweeting. like, oh, he's coming to Dallas. And,
0: the thing um, is, though, that's not super crazy. He could t- he could pull an Ireland, take the qualifying offer, and then get out of there. Yeah, I mean –
1: yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be a couple, couple years. But I mean, there's, I mean, there's always a scenario in which Dallas could throw the max at him, and if, but still, even if you're the Knicks, and even if you do get KD, and even if you do clear cap space to get another guy and get AD or whoever, or Kyrie, you're still gonna go over the cap and resign Porzingis, even if it's to trade him down the road. Like he's not gonna, yeah. And he he ain't
0: gonna play on the qualifying offer probably.
1: It's He's the Knicks,
0: good. man. It's it's still the Knicks. You can't put anything about the I'm past the New York Knicks. That's for sure. Zach Lowe semi affectionately calls them the kazoos. Oh, <laughs> because <laughs> they're so crazy. Um, but yeah, Dennis Jr. Uh, triple double in this game. He was plus twenty three for the game too. That's the highest for any Maverick which I thought was crazy. The uh, the starting lineup all had good plus-minus, So that's because the Knicks, like I said.
1: Hey, that's going to help out that net rating for the starters.
0: <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it's going to help them a little. Uh, the Knicks starters, man, it, it's is rough. And the Knicks just didn't shoot well in this game at all. Uh, 41% from the field, 23% from three. Well, it was
1: in the first quarter that Lance Thomas gets a wide-open three-pointer in the corner, and he misses it. And they're like, Oh, Lance Thomas, an eighteen percent three point shooter. He's five of twenty seven <laughs> on the year. I'm like, that's their Dwight Powell. Oh my gosh, yeah, and he's a
0: three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, their uh, their season. Hey, did I? I guess I missed something. Uh, is Kena hurt or something?
0: Yeah, he was in street clothes. Like he wasn't. He wasn't wearing oh, okay, a jersey okay. or warm up or anything. So he has to be hurt in some way. I missed that too. Um, yeah, it says he was inactive. Also, Chris Porzingis was inactive. Just to let you know, Moutier. <laughs> Luke Cornett. I know you were looking forward to seeing Luke Cornett and Isaiah Hicks. They were inactive as well.:
1: I had a notification on my phone to make sure I look up Cornett's stats, but
0: <laughs> Oh, did you? <laughs> uh, no, not at all. <laughs> but uh... Uh, we, we mentioned Ennis Cantor earlier, but we didn't mention the most notable thing that he did in this game was as soon as he got all the chance and the chance worked, and Fizdale put him in the game, as soon as he got in the game, he came out to center court and he kissed the floor. And yes. Then he immediately uh, tried Dirk's move, and he airballed it.
1: Yes, flat airball. <laughs> actually, and I, I'm actually like Cantor's not something I make fun of. Like I actually, you
0: love Cantor.
1: I don't mind you love Cantor too much. I feel him for his situation that he's in, and that he's been so outspoken about it. I feel him for his like personal situation. His situation with
0: Turkey, not his situation yeah. with the Knicks.
1: No, both of them. When, no. Like, he, the other day, and he's in the locker room, he's like, I want to play. Like, he's basically like, hey, trade me somewhere if you're not going to play me. And they're, like, telling him this, and he, he's just not playing. Like, it's just dumb. Like, Cantor is better than pretty much all the players on their team. And uh, I would I would feel for that. I will say, Mitchell Robinson, man, he, he is... He blocked he, Lucas' step back. First guy. Yeah, first guy this year. And, like, he he's the type of guy, when you look at these drafts, and, you like, for all... There was mixed signals on how like, how you view him coming into the draft. He set out basically the whole year in, in college, and he's just like this freak athlete, seven-footer. And those are the type of guys. That's why you swing on these guys like the Knicks did. That's why you swing on these just X factors and say, you know, what? we'll see what we can make him because, man, I, I really like him. And I think he can be a, a really solid piece for them or even in a trade package uh, going forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a nice, he's a nice player. He uh, four blocks in this game, four points, seven boards. Um, you know, he's a rookie and he makes rookie mistakes and you know does yeah, things yeah. that are you know. But yeah, I think he definitely has a place in the league. Uh, Lonzo Trier, too, I think. Still, um, he wasn't as good as the first matchup where he was just destroying everyone. <laughs> but yes, um, but I thought he you know had a decent game in this in this uh, this matchup. What did he have? He had eleven points, four boards. Two assists, he had three turnovers, but and a steal. He was plus, I like plus. He, he was plus five. That's tough to do.
1: <laughs> I like Fizdale a lot too, and I don't. I, I, I know that they're they're sucking and they're going down the drain and they're shooting for the Zion and stuff, but they have enough like younger pieces to where if they have to attach one, one or two of them and a deal to help bring in another star, create cap space, like you know, I I think the emergence of Lonzo Trier makes, if you have to give up Melikena a little bit easier, you know? Like Mitchell Robinson, like you have multiple people now that you're like, oh, these are young guys that, okay. Yeah, you just want the young, pieces. interesting
0: players, you know? If, yeah. If you don't have any of those, like the Mavericks two years ago where they just didn't have any young, interesting players. You just have none, you know? And so you're saying, well, if we have to make a trade, we don't even have any little sweeteners to kind of throw in there, you know? Or if we throw the guys in there, we don't have anybody to back them up to, you know, make it, so that we have something to play, <laughs> you know, somebody to develop yeah. when, when we trade and make this, this deal, the, the Knicks also, this whole tanking thing I'm doing, I'm working on a video, um, just some like deep dive stats, things, the odds for them to get the number one pick are just not very good. Um, if they're in the number one spot, which they, they were like the number one spot in the lottery, they have the best chance. They have a 47 and a half point or a, yeah, 47.5% chance to get the number five pick. That's their highest percentage. Wow. That's a lot. That's, that's Forty-seven's that's for a that, lot. Yeah. That's why all those lottery odds, man,
1: it, they're just, it's insane now. It, like, they're, they're honestly even,
0: tanking just to get a guaranteed top five pick, and that's it. You, I mean, you, yeah. you don't get guaranteed anything above that.
1: Nothing's going to guarantee Zion. That's what's going to make this draft lottery coming up. One of the craziest draft lotteries we've seen. Are you seen. yawning,
0: Isaac? Are you yawning really? Was the yeah. game that the game was that boring towards the end? <laughs> towards what happened end. to your tears and your your goosebumps, Isaac? Uh, they they were there. Yeah. Okay, we gotta yeah, you talk know what? about. Shout dirt. out to Isaac. He he is a new father, and he has not yawned once on this podcast until just uh-huh. now. That was the first time I think he has coughed <laughs> several thousand times, but this is the first time he has yawned well, on the podcast.
1: Have I coughed before? Really? <laughs> um, yeah. We got to talk about Dirk. The fact that, I mean, he not only dra- <laughs> my favorite play of the game. He drained the three. Um, he did his thing. Like he drained two threes. Actually, my favorite play was the post up. And then Mitchell Robinson came over. He not only Dirk is in his twenty-first season in the in the NBA. Draws a double team and not only draws a double team in the post, but scores over the double team with Robinson trying to come over the defender. It was, I mean, outstanding. The fact that we got a, we got a Dirk heat check um, shot. I mean, it was an air ball. But still, it was a heat check that brought the bench up. The bench was like, it was just, you can't describe what that type of feeling, the mood around the team. Dirk, so happy for him to have that moment in MSG. And he spoke so highly of that. And, and then the fourth quarter came to where the crowd was chanting for him. Carlisle puts him back in. And he, he trained enough to win. It's like, uh, man, it was just, I can't. Yeah. You're not going to get too many of those Dirk performances, and you honestly got to soak them for all of their worth right now.
0: Yeah, it's just like we've been saying. It's the, the icing on top. You know, it's the the kind of the fun stuff that you get to enjoy with Dirk. Uh, but what did you think about, you know, his production? I mean, getting getting some extra shots. and getting I mean, When he's hitting and he starts hitting, you know, frequently – he he helps that he helps the team. I mean, he spaces the floor a lot, and that just is something that he sets good picks, and those two things he really really need in that second unit.
1: Yeah, and that's what he, you know. He was talking to Followell and Mark, Harp, uh, Mark Harper, uh, Derek Harper uh, after the game, and uh, and he was talking about. He said, like, you know, it's pretty. He's pretty much twenty games into his season, to where he set out a lot at the beginning, and he's like, this is kind of like where I'm like starting to feel himself now. He's starting to feel like he's. He can contribute and, like, he's feeling better. And, yeah, I mean, his production, you can never take any – I mean, a a seven-footer who can shoot the way he shoots, there there will always be a spot for him. And, yeah, I mean, if he's shooting like that, he shot, what, five for seven tonight, two for three from the three-point line. I mean – you're going to get open shots and he still has it. Like, it still amazes me. He can still pump fake and, and like sidestep and get a shot off, which is remarkable. Yeah. But I I mean, I could say we could both sit here and gush about Dirk all
0: day. Um, I have a stat for you. Oh, I'm ready. Dirk played against Patrick Ewing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Well, John Starks too. Oh my gosh.
0: Um, Also, this is another stat for the video I'm working on. The number of seven-footers that were taking at least one three per game. Okay, back in 2005, 2006, there was one, and it was Dirk. Dang. It gradually increased until 2015-16 when there were nine players doing it. Nine seven-footers taking at least one three-point shot a a game. 2016-17, it ballooned to 17 and then last year was seventeen, and this year there's sixteen. That's wow. that's Dirk, man. And if you if you even look at that number, and and count back to you know Dirk Dirk's emergence in the league, that that's kids watching Dirk play, and then going out and and doing that themselves, where you get to uh, that 17 7 footers taking at least one three per game. That's wild. Sure. That's wild.
1: That just goes back to the to the impact that he has on the game, you know, nationally here, but globally also. I talked to – back a couple years ago, I did this piece where I worked on it all year to where I talked to the different stars across the NBA. Yeah, it was a good one. uh, I did it for fans at it. It's on Smoking Cuban. You should uh, should go Google it. Yeah, on on Dirk's legacy. And I actually tweeted out tonight. I talked to Porzingis. This was back in 2017. And I'll just read it. He said he was – this is Porzingis on Dirk. He was my idol for me growing up and still is – Hopefully I have a chance to learn from him one day and actually get together with him in the gym and learn from him. Ask him as many questions I can and take as much as I can because obviously he won't be in the league forever. But can he? But can he be in the league forever?
0: (laughs) He'll be in the front office doing, you know, whatever role Mark Cuban has set up for him so he can repay him all the millions that he gave up by taking (laughs) a smaller contract. (laughs) all right let's take a quick break when we come back the question that we're going to answer after this is can the mavericks legitimately make the playoffs all right isaac let's ask the question it's it's been the goal the whole season i feel like i feel like all the team tank people are gone you know like i don't see any of them on twitter anymore and Except for
1: Kevin O'Connor. Well, what he on wants God's to blow Green up, Earth? So. Like, uh, okay. I, okay. We, we both like the ringer a lot and we listen to their podcast. You're never going to agree with everybody's opinion, but he went on this whole spiel with Chris Vernon the other day of how,
0: oh, they should tinker. And I'm like, stop.
1: Don't even. They, they shouldn't at all. Anyway,
0: You'd on. have to have the worst record in the league to guarantee yourself a a, a pick, <laughs> like just guarantee yourself a first round pick because it, their pick is gone and it's top five protected.
1: And you're not gonna be, you're not gonna tank with Luka Doncic on the floor, like that's just you just can't you, tank, you
0: can't tank with. Luka there's no on the way. Floor.
1: And good luck telling your fan base and all your fans coming, hey, uh, we're gonna set Luka tonight. Okay just for, be for aware, the small just, chance.
0: just be wary if they make you re up for season tickets during the middle of the season <laughs> <laughs> um all right so right now Dallas sits at 23 and 27 they're just what is that four games under 500 so not 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 a crazy spot no the clippers sit in the eighth spot they are uh, five games over 500 they're 28 and 23 uh, as it sits right now, the Mavericks are four and a half games back from that eight seed. Between the Mavericks and the Clippers, who are the eight seed right now, is the uh, right above Dallas is Minnesota, who won tonight on just a crazy Carl Anthony Towns turnaround jump shot. Just just this wild last second buzzer beater yeah. that he hit over the Grizzlies. Um, so they're 25 and 26. The Kings are 25 and 25. I think they were beating the Hawks last time I checked yeah they did beat the hawks they're 26 and 25 now um then right above that the lakers are also 26 and 25 and then there's the clippers 28 and 23 so from now until the end of the season and the mavericks have now played 50 games so they have 32 left how how much of that gap do you think the the, the mavericks can actually legitimately close and can they make themselves a playoff team and what do they have to do and what trade do they have to make? And who do they have to play more and less? And all the questions. Okay, so, go. so answer so all the questions, we, Isaac.
1: If we look at the playoffs right now, um, you would probably say uh, Houston out. W- would you go ahead and say San Antonio and Utah locks?
0: Yeah, they're playing really well. They're, they're, and Don okay. Mitchell's back. Yeah, Barring
1: was- a crazy injury, we'll assume a San Antonio and Utah are in the playoffs. So let's just say the eighth spot is the only spot that's kind of up for grabs.
0: It feels that way. Port- yeah, so Portland's in there. They're thirty 31-20. So, 20.
1: so um, yeah, Portland's sitting in, like the fourth seed right now. But uh, <clears throat> let's. So we know for the rest of the season, there's pretty much four teams that we're going to be rooting rooting against. Okay, yeah. and when we check the box scores and all this stuff, both the LA teams and the Kings and and the T Wolves. So when I saw that town shot tonight, I was like, dang it. Um I was I was pissed about it. Because we need every win we can get against them right now. But um I think it just it, it honestly comes down can can Dallas get to the eighth spot? Absolutely. But it all comes down to what Dallas and these other four teams do at the deadline. Because okay, let's just go ahead and say New Orleans, Memphis and Phoenix, they're out. They're yeah, done. They're done. Okay. Yeah, way yeah done. they're done for.
0: No matter um, no matter what New Orleans gets in this Anthony Davis trade, even if they you know, what if if they don't trade him, then obviously they're out. But they're going to start looking at shopping other guys. They're going to. They shop. probably
1: won't even play him the rest of the season if they don't trade him either. Right, so right. He's probably played his last game as a Pelican. And no matter who um, they
0: get back for him, they're not going to compete for a playoff spot. I don't think.
1: Yeah. So so then th- this is stuff that you're rooting for if you want the Mavericks to make the playoffs. You're rooting for the AD trade to <laughs> to happen in the summer because if Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers, uh, I think we will both agree that. Ad and LeBron puts the Lakers into the playoffs. Yeah, Ad, pl- a- AD um,
0: and LeBron plus whatever is going to guarantee you a playoff spot for sure. Yes, and probably so a have- first round victory.
1: <laughs> so we are rooting for the uh, that trade to happen over the summer. So if that happens, then we're looking at these four rosters. Let me let me ask you this: take Luca, Carl Anthony Towns, De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox and LeBron off these teams, which team has the best
0: supporting cast? Okay, so we're leaving. We're assuming the Lakers are just the team that they have now. Yes. So you're looking at, like, the the package that's being floated for for Anthony Davis that everyone's crapping on right now. Yes. You have those guys, plus, like, JaVale and Rondo coming back from injury. Yes. He's been back for, like, a couple games, but. Uh, then Sacramento you have like Buddy who has been playing really well. He's a 20 point per game scorer, which is wild. Uh, that whole thing about Vivek Ranadive the the Kings owner calling Buddy Heald the next Steph Curry is not yeah. as not as crazy as it. I mean he's, he's not sitting
1: back smoking a cigar he's right. Not, now.
0: <laughs> 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 no, you know he's smoking like a an unfiltered cigarette over there with Vlade just like sitting there. Unfiltered with uh, their whiteboard. <laughs> with their whiteboard in the background writing oh. all their secrets on it. Uh, And then you have like Bogdanovich on that team. Um, You have Bagley. You have Willie Colley-Stein as the center. Uh, You got our guy Yogi Ferrell. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I forgot about Yogi. (laughs) Um, Mavs could really use Yogi right now, I think.
1: Yeah, especially with J.J. Alperture.
0: So you have that group. Um, Then you have Minnesota. They have Wiggins, who you love and I don't. And... Uh, Robert Jeff Covington, Teague. Jeff Teague, Dario Saric, and you have the Mavericks, who have Harrison Barnes and Dennis, and whatever the Mavs end up doing with Dennis. Um, man, that, it's a tough thing. Okay, to Okay, so, so out of those supporting out of those out of the, out of the supporting casts, who's first it, and who's last? Is it crazy that I want to go Sacramento first? I know. Is I, that crazy? I don't know. I, I Bogdanovich I like and Buddy Hield are the they're the two best players of that group, right? Uh, I guess
1: so. I like Covington and Sarge,
0: but But they're not better than I mean I guess not. I would yeah, it's I pretty would, close though. It's pretty close between all four of those teams, though. I will give it to you. They all have like solid players, you know, that you look at and go like, Oh, that's that's a good player, but that's that's not like a great player, you know.
1: And even if we added the Clippers in there, would we say the Mavericks are last?
0: Who are you taking off on the Clippers you know from their sure Tobias yeah the Clippers are one then yeah. I guess Sacramento Minnesota Lakers and then Dallas
1: so uh case in point if you want to make the playoffs the team that needs to make the trade the most is the Dallas Mavericks um I, I honestly just think that's and, what it comes down to and
0: like, you can you can come back at me and say like oh what about you know like DeAndre's effectiveness and you know Harrison Barnes and West Matthews and like aren't those ooh. players supposed to be better like the Mavericks starting five is awful together. They were good against the Knicks tonight, uh, but they're not. They don't play well together at all.
1: Yeah, and it's just it. It's really hard to even prove that point because there's just stats that back that up. But yeah, it's just, I think it just comes down to the, to the deadline and watching these five teams. If you, you're a Mavs fan, you listen to this podcast, you're watching either of these five teams or what they do. And we kind of mentioned this the other day, but if we're going to try to pinpoint on what some of these teams might do, if I really don't think the Clippers do anything, not anything to really upgrade the roster. Maybe maybe do
0: something to clear their books a little more this summer.
1: Yeah, a little bit more, but I think they just roll with it, and you know that's that. Even if I, I don't know the protections on that Clippers pick to Boston, but to where if it would head to Boston huh? I'll, I'll But look it up real quick. Um, it, then you look at the Lakers, and if the AD trade does not happen, how do they pre- approach the rest of the season? Do they try to swing for like a
0: Clippers pick yeah. is prote- Is lottery protected?
1: Okay. So so that I mean honestly if you're the Clippers you're sitting in an eighth spot you probably just lose a couple more and just get into the lottery and get another draft pick, right? Like there's yeah, no, yeah, you're I not guess. you're not going anywhere at all. Like and there's no like that, I get That
0: team may want to prove that they can make the playoffs though with that group because they they're trying to show free agents this summer that they've got a good core, you know. I think even if you miss the
1: playoffs though, like you show, you they've shown enough like they have enough so even if you barely miss it's fine and then you get the draft pick it's the guys like sacramentos um it's the even the, well lakers just yeah, Sacramento
0: sacramento's pick is just top one protected so yeah like
1: sacramento wants to so like if you're looking at teams that's going to do something does minnesota do anything i don't think so i think jimmy butler was their trade and uh, just with Sarge and Covington and all that stuff, I couldn't see them swinging. They could, but we'll see. But then, what does Sacramento swing for? If I'm them, I'm I'm going for Marcus Gasol. I'm just going. I'm just going for it and saying, let me go get Marcus Gasol and, and roll with it and try to push for the A seed I hope they don't because I want the Mavericks to shoot for the A seed, but. It's really you're looking at the you're looking at Drew Holidays, the Mike Conleys, Mark Gasol's. Will one of them go to one of these five teams to help propel them up? That's what you're kinda really looking for. And outside of that, you're looking at a major injury because you know, I would say Portland I mean obviously if James Harden went down to Houston, gosh, they would go down. Um San Antonio could withstand an injury to either Aldridge or DeRozan because their bench is so good and all that. But is Houston the only team that's like one injury dependent? Portland. I guess so. Yeah. Just,
0: just with Damian Lillard, though.
1: Yeah, because they just don't have a. If if Mitchell went down in Utah, they might have. Oh, uh, I just I don't tough. know. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. Go, I think or,
0: Gobert more so. If Gobert goes yeah, or down, Gobert. I feel like they can't because they could grind teams out with Gobert still but if they don't have you know if they don't have Gobert then they're you're kind of sunk then <laughs> so so pick center.
1: pick two teams and we say that's the top 7 pick and if you if we both believe Dallas is still going to shoot for the playoffs which of these four teams above them is Dallas's main competition that they're going to be fighting that AC the most with
0: I mean just cuz the Lakers have LeBron and this threat yeah. of an Anthony Davis trade The Clippers and the Clippers, because they're in that spot already. (laughs) I feel like those are the two teams.
1: Yeah, I think it's the Lakers. Well, I, I just think the Clippers will fall out. And I think it'll come down to the Lakers. Well,
0: they have been falling out, too.
1: If Sacramento stands pat, I think that they'll fall down a little bit. And then Minnesota. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is just unbelievable, but... Yeah, we'll see. Is 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 there a shot? Absolutely because Absolutely. even look at the Mavericks next schedule. You know, they won what have they won? 3 out of 4 right three, now. They
0: won 3 out of 4. Uh their next 3 games are at Detroit, winnable, at Cleveland, winnable, and then home for Charlotte, winnable. All three of those games should be wins. Huge. Yes. So, and then all of a sudden you're 26 and 27, you're back right there around 500. Your next games after that are tough. Home for Milwaukee, home for Portland at Houston, then uh, home for Miami, home for Denver at Utah at the Clippers, and then home for Indiana.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you definitely got to take advantage of these games right now. That the the thing about these next three games, the Pistons and the Hornets both are wanting a playoff spot in the East, so they're not gonna. It's not gonna be the like Cavs or Knicks. That Cavs game, sure. I mean, that's a win for sure, but it's the. You know, this Pistons game, that was a close one the other night, Blake Griffin in Dallas. Like, that was a, that was a fun one. But we'll see. Hopefully they can win that one. And uh, the Kimbo- Pistons
0: arena is the Little Caesars arena, and you know that Luka's going to be getting some pizza before the game. So we just hope that he doesn't put on too much weight, you know, before the game. It's just something that we've been tracking.
1: So today, you're you <laughs> to this on Thursday. Today's the day that the All-Star Reserves. Oh, a, it is. Get announced. Nick, right now, yes or no. Calling it. I've been calling my shot. I've been calling my shot. Is he named an all-star today by the coaches? Yes.
0: Yeah, I'm calling it. I'm calling it.
1: I do not believe so, and I hope I'm wrong. I know, because you
0: you are a hater. I'm not
1: a hater. I I want him in so bad. a hater. I just, I really, I, I just don't think the coaches will. I think they'll, they'll, they'll play the whole Lebron rookie. Like Lebron as a rookie should have been in. I think Lucas should be in. Like it's just they're gonna play the whole like, hey, you, you don't, you're a rook. You need to do. Your we, time. We've
0: progressed so much since then, though. What was that? Two thousand three? Come on.
1: I know. I just yeah. I'm just thinking about these coaches. Uh, honestly, I know Luka is the entertainment factor, and that's what it should be in this game, and that's what he should be in there. If LaMarcus it's,
0: Aldridge makes it ahead of Luka Dodgers, I'm not watching the game.
1: That's a lie. You'll watch it. No, I will not. I'm boycotting. That's, Here's it. A,
0: that's it. I'm done. But it's the coaches. Like, they're not going – I just don't think that they will – It's really the coaches' assistance. Come on. <laughs> you think Rick Carlisle's sitting there, like, worried about his all-star picks? <laughs>
1: shedders over there like oh sure well, let's put this on um no i just yeah if like if okay if the coaches have to pick between luca and clay thompson you think they're gonna pick luca no exactly that's what i'm saying like even DeRozan, i feel like coaches like i mean with where the spurs are at six in the west like you think the coaches are gonna vote luca in over mm-hmm. either of the spurs when there's six in the west
0: on the Spurs. This isn't fun. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> no, for listening l- to- <laughs> we're listening. We're going to be super hyped tomorrow, and uh, we're gonna. Yeah. Either rage way, you're gonna. To- you're, you're gonna get. Okay, but okay. So if if Luca doesn't get named, promise me we'll get fiery Isaac on the podcast. It, it,
1: but yes. Well, okay. Inex. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, whoever gets named is probably going to be boring. You know, super boring, especially. Derozan or Aldridge is gonna be boring, but Gobert is gonna be boring. Oh man, yeah, he's gonna to have to beat out. He's gonna have to beat out all. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
0: there's a lot of spots. There's a lot. There's a lot of guys for some Mavs spots. Tw-
1: Mavs Twitter could uh, go up in flames tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if this when this stuff comes out? Don't or check your mentions, a- Lamarcus. It could be a joyful, joyful celebration. All
0: right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. We'll be back tomorrow. Peace. Oh. Oh.